Mauloa Ha'avina designs. He captures the spirit of his family's cherished moments and brings them to life through art. Each handmade piece uniquely depicts the spirit of his ohana, their way of life, and the bonds between the past and the future, preserving time until it can be passed down to the next generation. You can find Dominic on Facebook and Instagram at Mauloa Ha'avina Designs, and be sure to check out the links found in the show notes. Let's start off with um, Dominic. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Like, what, um, where you from in Hawaii? What school you went? You know, the typical local stuff. Okay. Hey, hello, everybody. Again, um, I am Dominic. I'm from the Big Island, uh, from Kona. Excuse my voice. I'm coming over a cold, so so I might be a little bit hoarse, a little bit, but uh, I'll try to push through. But anyway, yeah, I'm from the Big Island, uh, born and raised, um, Kona. Uh, went to Konawaina uh, from elementary school all the way to high school. So you know how Big Island, we, we we go from one school from the beginning and we end in the same school at the end. So my family is uh, is the Ako family. Um, we're pretty uh, well known on the Big Island. Um, our family is so big that um, if any of you guys from Hawaii or from Kona, uh, we probably know each other's family because we've probably been to each other's luau's and birthday parties and graduations and weddings and everything else and and probably my family probably helped kukua with the with the fish or 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 uh the pua'a the pigs or you know things like that so but yeah yeah yeah. so i come from a, a long line of uh, fishermen um my whole family you know grew up learning how to fish uh dive um one of our biggest uh specialties was um diving for taco um that was one thing that was one thing that I would never ever um, forget that was passed down from all my, you know, from my dad, my uncles, uh, my cousins, um, and it always got to a point where we always used to compete against each other, you know, especially when we dive. Quick story: my dad comes from four brothers. There's four brothers on my dad's side, and of course, all four of them, they all had boats. Um, we all dove together, um, so on and so forth. So of course, all the uncles, we had cousins, so. Whenever we used to go fishing or diving, um, it was always a competition between, you know, my dad and his brothers. My dad would always say, my boy better than your boy, you know. So, you know, same old stuff every time. So it got to the point where me and my cousins used to always compete against each other. So whenever we went diving, you know, me and my dad would always challenge my, my, my other uncle and my other cousins who can, you know, spear the most taco or who can spear the, you know, the most fish or who can get the, the biggest fish, so on and so forth. So that's how we grew up. We grew up close. We, we grew up competitive, uh, but we also learned um, a lot of the um, old Hawaiian ways of uh, poking taco. I mean, not only poking taco, but they used to also go drop like the cory shell with the hook and the lid. You know, when it's too deep, you know, we'll drop that. Um, then you watch the taco jump on the, um, on, the, uh, on the cory shell, you know, and then we, you know, hook him up, pull him up, you know, to the boat, things like that. Um, and the other thing that we used to do is uh, we used to do a lot of uh, bottom fishing. So with uh, bottom fishing, again, we learn kind of like the old Hawaiian style where, um, you know, back then we never had like any um, fish finders, uh, depth gauges, none of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So we all had to learn um, to study kind of like the currents. We had to know when the tides um, was high, when was low. Um, We had to we had to know um, what moon is out. Um, and not too many fishermen know that really the best night 
to really go fishing is when there's like a quarter moon, when the North Star is just below the quarter moon. That's normally like the optimal time to go fishing, especially nighttime. Um, you know, if you if you if we went um, Ikashibi, you know, catching ahi nighttime or um, um, opello or whatever. Um, you know, we all had to understand, you know, the moon and things of that. And then um, all our navigation um, was all by landmarks, landmarks, points, lights, you know, especially at nighttime when we had to go out fishing at night on a boat. Um, you know, there's so many lights all over the island. And again, you, we don't have any uh, fish finder GPS or none, nothing like that. So we always have to line up like you know, three points in the night, you know, to to get the right current and things like that. So. So that's one of the things that, you know, I kind of really um, cherish the most because to me, I think that's kind of like a lost art of uh, fishing nowadays. You know, I mean, everything is so commercialized now, um, which is still, you know, which is still OK. It's one of those things that I wish I could um, have taught my son, you know, how to uh, uh, fish the same way that we used to fish back in the day. You know, and then you know, me, me, me and my son, Cole, we talk about it a lot. And, uh, you know, he always say, yeah, dad, I wish, you know, um, I learned how to dive and uh, poke squid and, 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 and you know, or, or, or poke taco or whatever, you know. So. So, yeah, so that's the thing is that we did. And then um, and the other side of my family, um, obviously, um, there's um, the hunters, you know, the, all the all, all my other uncles that would do all the hunting, uh, trapping, uh, things like that. So, again. That was the other thing that we learned um, growing up is how to trap pigs, you know, uh, trap goats, things of that, you know. Um, and then, and then of course, then you have the farmer side. So pretty much our family is kind of like the trifecta of, uh, of Hawaii, you know. We have the farmers, we got the fishermen, we get the hunters. So, you know, so that's how the Big Island kind of like grew up. And then, like I said, and being that we are from the Big Island, uh, we know all the other families. So, again, it's just one big hui when, when you know, when, when you back home on the islands, you know, um, everybody take care of everybody, you know, everybody take care of each other, you know, and all of that. So, you know, and then that's one of the things that uh, um, I try to um, teach you know, um, as I get older, it's like um, in the younger generations, you know, sometimes they lose <laughs> they lose their way of uh, what life is all about. And, you know, and basically that's what I want to teach, you know, the young kids, you know, especially the young kids that's here, you know, on the mainland that, you know, that that never had a chance to grow up in Hawaii. I mean, Hawaii, I mean, I'm pretty sure Moana can tell you the same thing. Growing up in Hawaii is is, is plenty, plenty fun, good fun, you know, growing up. But yeah, 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 so that's, you know, that's one of the things that, um, you know, that I enjoy doing is, um, you know, teaching the, the young kikis and the young kids around here, you know, it says, you know, it, you know, one day you guys can go back and you guys can kind of like enjoy Hawaii, you know, Hawaii is Hawaii, that's for sure. But, you know, there's a lot more to what you guys are seeing now, um, right now than what, you know, what's really going on, you know, back in the day, so... Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of change. But I love how you brought up um, the point about everybody taking care of each other, because that's a, a big theme in the story that I, you know, that I wrote for this book, because I feel like that's, um, like you said, it's, it can be lost, especially, you know, if you, if you move away from home, and you're not quite as connected to, you know, just the 
the everyday daily kind of way of life yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah when you live over here it's like it's different because it's not not so much everybody take care of each other i mean i think within the, the hawaiian community we we do and we try to um take care of each other but when you're like constantly surrounded by more of a uh, i don't know what the word is but more like a, it's all about me kind of mentality like oh yeah you know it's uh something that our, our kids can maybe get lost in so um it was definitely an important thing that i wanted to incorporate into uh the story no i agree with you um yeah with the um with with you know i mean i don't want to say like mainland you know mentality but you know sometimes you know that really pushes the the local kids that never really grew up in hawaii kind of push them in a different direction and make them think that life might be somewhat different when in reality, um, in, in my own personal uh, feelings or, or eyes, is that when you lose touch of your upbringing or if you if you lose touch of what your kupunas or your grandparents or your parents was teaching you back in the day, um, it's easy to get lost in a big in a big world, in a big city, you know, because um, you do have that uh, mentality where, you know, um, sometimes I feel like it's the hey, give me, give me, give me. And I don't want to um, give anything in return, you know, which is kind of. You know, kind of sad sometimes, but then sometimes you just have to look at, you know, society. Society is kind of like grooming a lot of the young generation um, or pushing them into that direction where, you know, um, where I'm not saying that it's, you know, wrong or or it's right. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just got to get the cakeys grounded and says, hey, look, you know, um, every, you know, every culture, you know, every area throughout the world, um, everybody's going through the same stuff. But like I said, if you go back to your roots and, you know, and if you sit down and that, and that's one of the things I enjoy when my grandma comes to visit or when I go home to visit um, and I get to sit with the elders um, and we talk story and, you know, and then of course, when you start talking story, you're always going to come up with the old, you know, olden day story. Like, Hey, you remember when we used to do this? Or you remember when we used to do that? And that's when, you kind of have a, a a better feeling of what um, Hawaii was all about, you know, especially especially when I, you know, when I used to listen to my dad and my uncles and, and, and my grandparents talk about um, back in the day of fishing. So, you know, so back in the day when I was fishing, I have a lot of stories. But then when I hear their stories when my dad was growing up and my uncles was growing up at my age, it seemed like fish and, and lobsters and, and everything else was more plentiful than what we had today. But still today, the resources are still there. I mean, the 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 opihi is still there. The ama crab is still there. You know, um, you know, maybe the maybe the taco grounds got wiped out a little bit, but still get taco. You know, things like that. And uh, you know, then when listen to the stories, like you know, when my dad and um, my uncle said that you know um, it was the boy's job to go you know to go fishing every day because my grandma didn't used to live up Mount uh, up Malka uh, up in the mountains. So, so the, one of the stories that my dad and my uncles used to always tell us that they used to have this one donkey that they used to always pack this donkey, and that's how they would um, haul all of their supplies, water, you know, their their necessities to get down to the beach. But in reality, the necessities was probably like a five pound bag of rice, you know, and and their dive gear. And you know, first thing that they did is that you know they said they go down to the beach, they set up camp. First thing they set up camp, they're in the water diving for fi uh, for fish that night 
but that's what they was eating. You know, then while one person was, you know, um, maintaining the camp, you know, they were probably the one just cooking the, um, the rice and then, you know, maintaining the camp while the other brothers went in, went in the water to get fish so they can eat that night, you know. And then again, that's the kind of stuff that um, I remember doing and growing up. Because like I said, one of the stories that, um, that I should tell my son a lot is that when we used to go fishing, like say for a party or what if there was a luau, baby luau coming up or something, we used to always go down to uh, Middle Lee. Middle Lee was um, the old fishing town on a big island. So all our Hawaiian friends and uncles was all, you know, they lived down Middle Lee. So of course, Middle Lee, you know, if people don't know what Middle Lee is, Middle Lee is like one of the oldest fishing towns. And, and it's not just a town where, you know, Elvis had a blue Hawaii, you know, with, you know, cause I think Middle Lee became, got put on the map from Elvis. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, when we used to go down to Middle Lee, um, I remember our friend Meha, um, and, and all of his, um, hui, they should take us on their canoe and, uh, they used to, um, boat us down south, you know, we'll, we'll launch from middle of the, um, boat ramp and then they'll take us down south, drop us off, you know, by the third lava floor. And then they just drop us off Friday night. And then that's it. We, we there from Friday night till Sunday night, I mean, Sunday evening when they come back to come pick us up the whole night from Friday to Sunday, all we were doing was fishing, picking opihi, catching amakram, you know, night diving for lobsters, things like that, you know, and then that's how we got all our fish. And then, you know, and they come Sunday, they come pick us up, you know, on the canoe, bring us back to uh, Middle East town. And then that's when we go, you know, all the families are already waiting for us, you know, at the beach, all the aunties, uncles, sisters, cousins, everybody, you know, helping unload the, unload the canoe, unload the fish, you know, everybody cleaning the fish, you know, um, kind of capilla singing you know just making any kind you know so those are the kind of days that you kind of really really miss you know doing that type of camping and then on top of that that's when you start learning more about the land too uh, because you know when we used to go fishing at night i don't know about you moana but you know there was no whistling at night you know you couldn't whistle at night and then if you if we were walking um catching ama crab we already knew where there were like certain heiaus um you know along that path you know we, we would always have to stop show respect you know um and then move on you know and things like that we always was taught to you know to always respect the ocean never turn your back to the ocean only take what you um you're gonna eat you know don't over don't overfish you know don't over crab or, or none of that you know you just take what you guys are gonna take and then make sure that what you take in is gonna be the m matured opihis or matured ama crabs things of like that you know just don't rape everything and says i'm gonna take every small opihi that you can see you know you're gonna be selective and then that's part of, you know, cultivating, you know, uh, um, the ocean too, you know, is that, and then that's part of, you know, showing your respect, you know, that's, again, you know, that's the kuleana of uh, uh, growing up. I love it. All, all, all she's talking about is like making me so nostalgic. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Especially like the nighttime fishing, that was like fun for me. You know, like I feel like at night is when you you get the big yanks. You know, I I don't know what it is. Oh about yeah, night fishing, but that and then yeah, crabs too. Did you guys do? Um, I don't know about Big Island, but did was there a good um supply of uh, Kona crab? Oh yeah, so yeah, we get we get the Kona crab grounds. Um, again, that's uh, those grounds like only the older um Hawaiians fishermen they knew the grounds. 
uh, one of my good friends, um, his dad was like probably like one of the best um, corner crab fishermen. They knew the grounds quite well. And then I think um, there was a couple of times I think my dad went out and uh, went corner crab fishing with, with those guys, you know, trying to learn the grounds. So, yeah, so like um, those families that knew the, the, the corner crab grounds, they knew it well. Just like uh, my family, they knew like the um, Opakapaka grounds, the um, Onaga grounds, things like that. Like all the ahikos, um, a lot of the local Hawaiian fishermen, we knew all the ahikos while everybody else was trying to figure out because the ahikos is only like, it's only so big, right? So you have to be in like the right spot to drop stone. Um, if you drop stone in the right spot, you, you're always going to catch ahi. But like like all the other new fishermen, they will be on the outside of us, you know, wondering how come they're not catching anything? Because again, you got to know, you got to know the points and you got to know when to drop, where to drop, you know, and um, in, in the current. So, you know, so that, and that's the thing that, and that's one of the things that was good because everybody um, teaches everybody um, how to fish. And, and I think most families too, most fishermen families, they all had their specialties too. So like most of your um, opelo fishermen, they don't normally go uh, bottom fishing, you know, because they're, 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 they're the opelo fishermen. So all they're doing is catching all the opelo. So they're the ones who's doing all the dry opelo and all that kind of stuff. So of course, one hand feeds the other. So of course, you know, we always uh, make good with the opelo fishermen because that's our bait, you know, so they would, they would give us bait, you know, and then in return, when we catch ahi or whatever, in return, we give them ahi you know or whatever we catch in return so so again so it's always been it's always been like that on the big island you know one hand you know feeds the other you know so on and so forth so and again you know i mean i i believe till today it still exists but it's probably not at that magnitude that it used to be you know back in the day yeah you're taking me down so many memories right now <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely i like that you also brought up being selective and um only taking the mature you know the mature fish the mature opihis all of those that's a big part of how um we're able to maintain a sustainable society is not you know not being greedy and 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 not right our babies because it's a very yeah. um selfish mindset when you when you look at it like that because there are you know our future generations we talk about that it's like the whole struggle on the mountain right now you know it's like the kupunas are fighting because it's not only for us um it's it's for the generations that are coming and the actions that we as the older generation whether you're the elder kupuna or you're like middle-aged like us everything that we do is is gonna affect the younger generation i mean we have to think about them too. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100% on that one. You know, and like, you, you know, like you said, you know, what's happening up in Amauna, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I guess now it's coming to light. A lot of people are starting to get um, more educated on what's happening, you know, and, and, and it's a, it's a good thing, you know, so, you know, so I, I, I tell, you know, I've, I've been preaching to uh, Ko and Kaui, you know, I said, yeah, I know, um, you know, when you guys was growing up, you know, I tried to teach you as much of the history that I knew growing up, but I said, but you guys need to um, stay abreast of what's happening now, because there's a lot of stuff right now that's coming to surface that, you know, in our generation, when I was going through high school, went through 
Hawaii and, uh, and all that stuff. You know, we learned about most of this stuff, but that some of this stuff was missing pieces. And now these missing pieces is coming to light. And it's kind of like, you know, uh, making me look at a bigger picture of, you know, what's what's really happening. And, it, and it's and it's 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 not know, man. It's, it's a great feeling to know that you do have a lot of Akamai Hawaiians, Kanaka Maoli's right now, you know, doing their research, you know, doing the due diligence of proving things wrong or debunking things and, and whatnot. I mean, it's just, you know, to me, it's just phenomenal what's going on up on the Mauna right now. You know, and like I tell everybody to, you know, I said, you know, one of the, one of the things I wish I could do and, and you know, and it's still possible, you know, is that, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be part of that, you know, you know, I keep telling um, the wife, you know, I said, this is a once in a lifetime thing, you know, I mean, just to go up there, you know, to sit in one of those classes, you know, to just get educated, you know, it doesn't matter on who you sit with all of the uh, um, leaders that's up there, they, they got a lot of good knowledge that they're passing on to these generations that, you know, um, to come. And I think the young generations, uh, you know, throughout Hawaii now, you know, especially on the big island, I mean, they're really, really seeing the light. So, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, so I praise, I praise all of the leaders up there. You know, I praise all the kapunas up there that's passing on that knowledge and, you know, making sure that only the, the right knowledge is being passed on, you know, the right way, you know, and then I think they're doing it the right way too, where, you know, they're not, you know, trying to disrupt anything or, or nothing, you know, they, they're trying to keep it as peaceful as possible. And, you know, it says, Hey, look, you know, there's a protocol that everybody's got to follow. And, you know, if you're coming up here just to cause trouble, then we don't need you, you know? Right. So. Yeah. The, the positive messaging. And um, it's like every day I'm like, Oh man, I wish I could be, you know, <laughs> Beyond a mountain, because I want to learn. I want to sit in those classes too. So I, I am really excited about the movement. Um, I feel like you know, like Hawaiians have always been smart. I mean, we've been, you know, like the known as, as some of the best navigators in the world, if not the best. Yeah. And so maybe not in the Western way of like, oh, I get this piece of paper to say that I went to this college and blah, blah, blah. But like in actually actual practice and um, pr I guess what you would call pra practical experience and, and all of that. Hokulea, I'm like that, to me, that is so amazing. Um, I would love to uh, talk story with Uncle Noah Thompson. That would be awesome to have him. Uh, I don't know, just pick his brains on that with the moon faces, you know, and the and the stars and and all that, which is all ties into fishing, not just navigation, but but fishing. Oh yeah, fishing, understanding like. I can see why Hawaiians, like even in the language, it's very mindful of your place, um, where you are in relation to something else. Like even in the language, like when it translates, it's like, it's not a literal translation of English. It's like, okay, this space in front of this thing. And this is how you're explaining like where you are. So it kind of ties into like our understanding of our environment, the respect of the environment and you know, all that stuff. Oh yeah especially with fishing, like what you were saying, like knowing where you are by landmarks, knowing the currents and the tides. And and I remember um, when I was growing up, my dad would always have like his tide chart, right? Because back then, no more internet, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, oh, like yeah. calendar up, you know, every day you can see where the tide is. Like, dad, when are we going fishing? Uh, about 11 o'clock we're going today, you know? like. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he had that. He probably had that that tight chart. The one had the moon that had the black, black, yep. black moon, <laughs> half moon, quarter moon. Yep. Oh yeah. I wish they yeah. still make those. I like. I, I would totally love to have one of those because I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's how it was. That was kind of like the fisherman's almanac. Kind of, it's like everybody followed that. 
And then the other one, I think I remember the other best time to go fishing is uh, three days after Kopani night. Kopani night is like the darkest night um, when they have the new moon. Yeah. So it's like super dark. They say three days after, well, Kopani, actually the dark moon is actually the new moon. So three days after the new moon is, is one of the other best days to go fishing. You know, the logic was that because it's dark, dark, you know, no stars, no nothing. Fish, they're not feeding um, because it's too dark at night. So they cannot feed at night. But then as soon as that, that um, the new moon breaks and then the quarter moon comes in, you have just enough um, light to come in where all the plankton and the algae is moving around. And then that's when the fish is going to start feeding again. So that was one of the other things I remember growing up, deep sea fishing, especially when we went um, Ikushibi, you know, nighttime fishing, you know, whatever. Um, or even when we hit like the, the Ahikos, you know, or fishing, you know, during uh, during the daytime too. You know, we knew, you know, you, you had to know the tides and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny. It's kind of like, I mean, again, you and I can talk about that, but I think the young you know, like the new fishermen's now, I don't think they could fully understand like that moon chart, you know, the, the tide chart. That's awesome. I love all those stories. Yeah. So um, it's funny what you said about, um, you know, when you go home and you sit down with the elders and you listen to all the stories, it's always good laughs. But those are, I feel like those are the stories um, that need to be written down because otherwise it's, you know, it's uh, especially for one, you know, families who don't live at home anymore kind of get lost yeah so we've always been really good storytellers um and i think you know well it's been proven that you know the reason why a lot of our culture was lost was because we didn't have written stories it was all oral so when they, it was all, yeah yeah when they forced our kupunas to you know speak english then right. you know yeah. it goes. and if it's not written down so that's why that's why i'm you know that's why i said i'm glad that what you're doing you know with your um with your book and and, and things that you know you're telling the story to me i mean th th it's such a great concept on what you're doing you know because again you you're taking that step and saying hey look you know yeah we're good storytellers and all of this hey let's put this in a book now and this is where you can share part of you know your life your you know your um ohana's life with your dad and whatnot and uh, uh on how you guys grew up in understanding it and i'm pretty sure you know once that book comes out your story, my story, next brother, sister story will probably be almost parallel to your story, you know, that you're, you're about to write. So, you know, so, you know, I praise you. I praise you for um, for doing what you're doing, because, again, there should be more people like, you know, I say you, me, you know, all the other artists that's out there, you know, because artists, you know, all we're doing is basically telling our story through our art, you know, and that's basically what we're trying to do, you know, pass on what we what we perceive in our mind to come out in our art form, you know, regardless if, you know, you paint, you carve, you you draw, it doesn't matter. Singing, that's an art. But yeah, good, good things are going to come out from this. I, I think so, too. Um, it's, I mean, one of my goals really is to inspire other people to, you know, take action and not think that, oh, I cannot do that, you know. Um, <laughs> like when we were talking about oh, yeah. trying to get the team even to come and talk story, you know, they're like, Oh, I don't know, sister. That is too much pressure. And I'm like, no, we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's right. like a cult, but it's a cultural thing, right? Like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't like being in the spotlight. But you hit the nail on the head. You know, that's that's local style right there. We're like, hey, you know what? You know, we 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 just gotta do what we wanna do, but you know, no put us on the spotlight because you know. <laughs> I guess maybe that's part of the the upbringing. You know, we're a little bit humble. We're like, uh, you know, hey, I'm just doing it to, you know, to pass on, you know, my alohas no matter what, you know. You know, I mean, 
like like you know me me and Sandra we always get into a big debate. You know, I said you know if it was up to me, should I give everything away for free? You know, because <laughs> you know there's you know there's locals that are like eh, no matter you know hey if I can do it I'll do it no matters. You know you feed me you feed me give me drinks I'm good you know but Sandra's like oh no 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 <laughs> we're in a different world now so yeah. And that only works when you, you know, back home with people who understand that, right? Otherwise, people take advantage of you. <laughs> I know that, that, and that's why I said, yeah, it's like growing up where, you know, one hand feeds the other, where, again, like I said, you know, we we, we good friends with the Opelo fishermen because in return, you know, if they, if they give us our bait, we can catch fish, and then we catch fish, we turn around, give it back to them. You know, same with the hunters, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I got fish, you know, I'll give you fish, you give me meat. Same with the farmers, you know. We give you fish, we give you meat, you give us vegetables, you know, fruits, whatever, same thing. So, you know, but that's, that's, you know, again, that's old school, you know, growing up on the islands and stuff like that. And I mean, I still believe it still exists today, you know, maybe not as that big of a magnitude, but I, I believe it still exists. I mean, it, it definitely still exists, you know, you know, everybody will take care of each other no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. That whole like barter kind of, kind of system is, is really, um, I feel like that that's what makes people productive and it's something that got something important that got lost along the way as like technology is a good thing because it enables us to do things easier and automate and kind of right. people out of the loop in some things but then it also it's like um you know when you when you spoil your child too much right like you give them and it's easy and they they lose the appreciation for the hard work and right. it takes to get something, to make something, you know, all of those things that used to be a part of things now, but like, oh, you know, here, just take my money. I don't need to do that anymore. And I, I right. feel like that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of the old school skills are being lost because the kids don't see the appreciation for why it's important anymore because they're like, oh, I could just, right. oh, yeah, my computer, you know. Yeah, exactly. And when you have like uh, members of, a community or a culture who like that's your role right like you were talking about specialties like this fisherman does opelo this fisherman does akule uh, whatever it is or this yep. fisherman yep. does ahi then we have yep. like on the land we have the hunters we have the people that farm that work the lo'i you know and yep. everybody's trading this is how the, 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 the society stayed successful and sustainable because everybody was doing their part but now right. we have people like oh I'm just gonna like, well, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat Uber Eats. Me guilty, right? Yeah. It's right. easy to do that. I just give my money. Right. And, you know, it's, it's so when you tell them, oh, we're going to go work the, the, the taro patch so we can You're eat. Right. Like, hmm? Why don't we just do this? <laughs> yep, exactly. Hey, that's too hard. It's too much work. You know, <laughs> too much work. I won't get dirty, you know. Yeah. But oh uh, yeah, I get the Carlo. Let's trade. All right, Uncle Manny. I'm all about it. How much you get? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. What you need, Uncle Manny? I need Carlo. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I want to give you a chance to kind of share with people um, the art that you're creating now. I have um, one of the pieces that I got from you right here. Oh yeah. I love this one. But, yeah, that's, that's. I think that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. So, so that one. That one, obviously, you can tell that was a that was inspired of what's happening, you know, up in Amana right now. Yeah, like Moana said, how I started um, this art is actually, I mean, it's still a hobby, and I I, I let everybody know it, it's still a hobby. I actually have a real job, you know, that I have to do because <laughs> trust me, uh, my, my 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 art is not paying my mortgage, so you know. <laughs> 
but yeah, so how actually I got started, uh, me and my son Koa, we just started doing like the um, Koa Hawaiian um, Island chains, the the wall, the um, the wall mounts. So that's what we started with. And it was just something small because somebody asked like, hey, you know, hey, uncle, can you make me one of these islands? Well, actually, let me go back. What started it was my daughter, Kaui. So my daughter, Kaui, uh, when she first uh, moved out of the house and got her own apartment, she said, hey, dad, you know, where did you get um, the Hawaiian Islands from that I have hung in my foyer? And I said, oh, man, I bought that when I was in Hawaii years ago. Mm-hmm. And she goes, can you make that? And I go, yeah, I can make that if I could find the, the core wood. So I said, OK, well, let me find out if I can find the core wood. So I did, you know, I went on the Internet and whatnot. And lo and behold, believe it or not, I found the core wood at this exotic lumber yard in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, that they actually carried this core wood. So, of course, I called the, the lumber company and I said, hey, look, I'm on your website and I see that you have this core wood. And they go, yeah, we have it. And I said, you know, I said, hey, look, you know, I, I want to purchase this wood, blah, 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 blah. So I ended up buying that wood um, and I just bought a small sheet where I was able to make two islands out of it. So, of course, the first one went to Kaui. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, social media, you know, I posted it on Facebook, says, hey, you know, congratulations for my daughter moving out. I made, you know, this Hawaiian Islands for her, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, my Facebook page blew up. People was like, wait, you make those? And I go, well, yeah, I can. But again, I have to find the coal wood, number one. If I can find enough coal wood, oh, yeah, I can make these all day. So, of course, I made two, right? So the first one went to Kaui. The second one, my sister immediately texted me, brother, I hope one of those islands is for me. And I go, oh, yeah, no worries, sis. This one's for you. So, of course, gave it to my sister. So that's how we kind of got started. So, um, so when I mean, you know, that's when people started asking me, hey, you know, I, you know, I want to order one. I want to order one, blah, blah, blah. So that's how we started doing it. So that's what me and my son Cole was doing for a while, just making the, the Hawaiian Islands. Then it wasn't until Bruce and Lori uh, Goopster, um, good friends of ours. She's from um, Kailua area. Bruce uh, retired. I want to say he retired Navy, but both kids, they used to do taekwondo together and all this kind of stuff so that's how we met bruce and laurie well it wasn't until bruce and laurie was moving back to nebraska bruce sent me a text message says hey he goes i know you do all this wood carving stuff he said if i give you this picture of this honu can you cut this honu out of wood and i said i said i don't know i said send me the picture and let me look at it so he sent me this um the picture of the honu which which was one of my first honus that i have i wish i had a picture of it right now but it was the first honu that i made that it was like it was the hibiscus flower incorporated into the honu's body so when bruce gave it to me i looked at it and i said well i said yeah i think i can do it so of course i started messing around with you know scrap i was like oh piece of scrap lumber that I had in uh, in my wood shop. And, you know, I drew it on the board and I started cutting it and then it came out okay. Then, I, of course, I showed, I text Bruce back and I go, hey, is this what you're looking for? He goes, man, that's perfect. And I go, he goes, yeah. He goes, how much you want for it? And I go, well, I said, no, well, this is kind of like the, the test piece. I said, this ain't the best work of mine. And he goes, no, it looks good. I go, no. I said, let, let me fix this up. I said, I need to find better wood and whatever. So, so I ended up doing that first um, Honu um, piece for Bruce. Um, and then once I did it again, I posted it on Facebook says, hey, you know, I made this gift for, you know, a good friend of mine, blase, blase. Next thing I know, Facebook blew up <laughs> like, wait, you making those two? And I'm like, yeah, I'm making those. They said, you selling them? I'm like, well, I can. And then I think that's what started this venture of mine. So once I did the um, 
the the honu then i did the first f- uh, fish hook um and i think you have one of them now moana one of the fish of them i just did so that was the that was the first two designs that i made and then from then on that's when you know my um i guess my artistic mind started flowing and i was like man i can do this i can do that you know if i have this picture that picture and do this and do that that's how i actually started my uh my my, my hawaiian art and that's how maloha avina um got started you know because it, it started off as a um as as a kind of like a challenge and then it became kind of like an everlasting gift that's what we call the company maloha avina you know meaning the everlasting gift you know so so that's how i started with that and like i said and and and, and one of the things that I, I share with everybody is that when i do a design i will not over flood the market with that design so when i come up with a new design i will probably only create like maybe 10 at the most um and after that once once i'm done with that design that that design is gone because every year i try to come up with at least um two or three or maybe four new designs every year you know to introduce it every year so then that way you know it's it's changing you know um as i as i as i move along so yeah so yeah so the picture that you got with with pele and and uh, and the hula dancer the kuhiko dancer you know that was kind of like inspired of you know what's happening up in the mauna uh, and then of course i did all my warrior ones this year too because again you know that was kind of like depicting the, the kiahis you know the protectors of the mauna and things like that so yeah. so that's what you know started it so yeah so just to give you guys a heads up hopefully by next year well i already have um, a couple new designs already in my mind right now so um it, it's going to come to life probably within the next couple of months and it'll probably get introduced you know next year the, the beginning of the year so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> but, hey. says, uh, can you cut a wood one for the kukia imana logo oh no that one's too easy <laughs> can that one can and it was funny because um with this logo right yeah. i was gonna yeah. i was gonna incorporate that logo in my next um creations right. you know like i was gonna do something like that you know or, or do the other um the triangle one they have that other triangle logo i was gonna incorporate that yeah i was gonna incorporate that into the somewhere into that picture and things like that and and and, and maddie no worry i i'm working on your color one i'm still i'm, I'm still working on it so you know <laughs> bear with me but yeah so that's 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 how i started that's how i started my art yep that's that's usually how it does start it's kind of how, how i started with my, my clothes too i just wanted to make you know stuff for me because i never like wait till i go home to get new clothes right um, i was just making for me and then every you know every time i would wear it people would be like oh where you got that from and i'll be like oh i made them oh can you make for me sure no it's funny that you said it because um like with the hawaiian art you know one of the biggest downfalls of of living on the mainland is that we can never find hawaiian art anywhere so and i'm guilty of it too because every time when i go home that's when i'll start purchasing a bunch of my hawaiian art and then you gotta pay an arm and a leg to get it shipped back you gotta hope like hell the airlines no damage your pictures and and whatnot and then you cannot find core frames you know anywhere in the states you know so luckily part of my job i get to go home every once in a while um and luckily the last time um i went home i was able to make a good connection with one of the local framing shops on the big island um and then that's how i'm able to get all my core frames from the big island that's what's keeping me going you know as long as i can keep getting these core frames and the core wood from hawaii i'll you know i'll, I'll continue into this venture until you know i don't know i mean i'm enjoying it right now you know but Trust me, it's, it's a lot of work. 
needless to say, I kind of like lost my son. <laughs> he, he no longer come around and help me. I'm like, yo, boy, you can come help me cut wood. He's like, oh, okay, I'll be here over there. I'll, I'll be there this afternoon. You know, and then he never show up, but, you know, but it's all good. <laughs> you know, it's therapy, therapy for me, you know. <laughs> therapy for me you know i mean it's just like you probably when you when you saw in the the the, the humming of the machine just put you in like uh i don't know it's like a tranquil state of mind like i just get mellow just listening to the humming of the machine and you know got my hawaiian music in the background or got my tv on in the in the shop and i just go to town and you know sometimes i'm just like hey you gonna go to bed it's like man it's late already i'm like oh yeah yeah you know gotta quit gotta quit so i'm in the groove but, yeah 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 like i say yeah once you get into the groove you're like okay okay one more one more one more you're like oh you know it's like no no almost power almost power you know but but now that's how that's how it is so but like i said i enjoy i enjoy what i'm doing you know right now and you know and i i think it's a blessing you know it's a blessing for something that i thought it was real simple just like you you know doing your dresses it was probably something you thought it was eh, it's so simple to do you know and then come to find out you know there's so many people that um want your stuff that you know that they they that they, they look at your product or our product it says wow you know and, and i don't know it makes you feel good like wow actually you know i'm actually doing something pretty good you know it's like you know who would have thought many asking um can koa grow here on the mainland i don't know the answer to that i don't no i don't think so because it's i think it's more on the i think it's got to be more on the drier climate because you know koa koa is also grown in um india and um brazil so it's it's grown in like i think it has to be like the drier climates i think because i mean coldwood is all over the big island but it's all on like waimea um honoka side things of that so you know but i don't know i don't know if coal can be grown on the mainland i mean that'll be interesting yeah I'm going to guess probably not. Otherwise, it probably would be here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, think about it. Yeah, it would be because, I mean, hell, it, as expensive as that wood is, you, you, you would have thought that some cultivator would be like, oh, you know what? We can grow this coal wood right here in the United States and, you know, make a whole lot of money. So, yeah. Right. yeah. But then again, the you know, but then again, the core, the core wood that's being harvested now, it, it has to come from like a super mature tree. It cannot come from a young tree. So, so even if they started planting it now, I'm shoot, they probably won't be able to harvest that for at least a couple hundred years, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know? Again, back to that sustainability and uh, taking care for for many generations to come. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Manny said uh, he might need to smuggle a plant or a tree to Virginia. <laughs> 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 I get you. There you go. Shoot, his whole backyard gonna be full of every indigenous plant from Hawaii. <laughs> to, hey, tell tell Manny he need to start growing Miley too. He must uh, he must uh, bring Miley. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Bring Miley. Like that would be funny if you can grow Miley over here. So no, because well, Miley. I don't think Miley. Well, I don't know because Miley grow up in the mountains too, so it's cold in the mountain. Yeah. So it'll probably so the vine might survive here, right? The the, the vine gotta survive. I mean, because I know we used to pick Miley up in the mountain, but, you know, but then again, you know, up in a, not, not way up in the mountain, but, you know, it was still cold. Yeah, like up Koke is like Miley is, uh, it's, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. But then kind of back to the same thing, like people overpick, you know, because, because right. they're really popular for graduations and special, you know, right. weddings and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when right. you, you get more to that money focus, then people grab too much. It's like, well. That is true. So. 
okay. Well, we've been going for one hour. I'm gonna keep you up. I know you gotta go sleep. But I really enjoyed it. I, I hope um, everybody who has watched tonight has enjoyed it. So Dominic, if people wanna come check out the art that you make, where would be best for them to find you online? Okay, so <clears throat> online I have uh, my Etsy account, which is uh, Maloa Avina Designs on Etsy. Um, that's where I'll post most of my um, my art. Um, when, when you know whatever's available and then if not you know i just tell people basically just follow me on facebook because again because i only make like limited amount of stuff half of my stuff don't even make it to my etsy account because it either got sold before even hits etsy you know um especially about now you know now that the uh the vending is kind of like slowing down now mm -hmm. um i got a couple more i think i got a couple more um shows um to attend and after that um then i'll start um, putting more of my 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 um, art on Etsy. So right now, I think on Etsy, there's only a few um, Hawaiian Islands that's on it, a couple pictures here and there. But um, but that's where you could you guys could probably see most of my art. If not, again, just follow me on uh, Facebook on Maloa um, Havina Designs on Facebook. That's where I post all of my new stuff. Right on. Yeah. So you said you had a couple shows um, coming up. Which which ones is those? So I got um, the end of this month. We got the um, Ono Ono's Brewery up in Chantilly. So we have that one uh, coming up in September, the end of this month. And then the, the last one is for the uh, Hawaii State Society. So that's that's the two that I have on the books right now. So, I mean, unless something else pops up, you know, then I'll, you know, you know me, I'll, I'll never turn down anything. So, you know, if I got if I got product, if I got product, I'll go. You know, regardless if it's just to go to talk star with everybody and, you know, meet new faces and stuff like that, you know, because that's what it's all yeah. about there. Auntie Dana said, we're blessed to have Dominic's Hawaiian Island set gracing their family wall. Right on. I need to get some of those islands too at, at some point. Auntie Dana said, it's been great listening to you folks tonight. Such wonderful memories of how you were taught respect for our land and sea and respect for one another. Everyone has a kuleana. Yep. I think both of our parents was... was uh, Really big on that. Well, oh, Uncle Manny says he wants to book you for the 2020 Tarot Harvest in August. Okay, depending on what we're in August, because uh, I think the the Florida one, and then when is the Virginia Beach? Yeah, I got Virginia I Beach Manny too. Usually so. does it after after Virginia Beach? Because well, he was he was there this year too. So yeah, yeah. I think he's probably gonna be around like you know not the same day, but maybe the weekend yeah. after. Yeah, and then like I said, I'm I'm probably all for it too. Anything else, brother? Before we sign up? No, I'm good, sister. It was it was good fun. So hey, it wasn't as bad as I thought. So I survived. Yeah, <laughs> you did amazing. You did fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't be making any kind. Episode one. Oh yeah, there you go. All right, on sister. All right, brother. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you too. Aloha.